to the CrossFit Casco Bay Podcast live in Portland, Maine. I'm here with Nick. Nick, how's it going? Lovely, Zach. How you doing? I'm doing very well. It's uh, it's nice to finally uh, record our podcast back in person, and uh, we got the old setup back, so hopefully this sounds way better than it has been the last year or so. Uh, today, we wanted to kind of come back and... Um, we want to talk about CrossFit classes. It's what we do here. It's like the it's the main thing we do, and we wanted to talk about the the why of a CrossFit class. You know, why is it sixty minutes? Why is there a warm up? Why is there a skill, a workout, and a cool down? And why is it so important that we do all of it in that order and to completion? So, uh, let's let's just start off by uh, walk through each part of a CrossFit class for me, and then we'll break it down piece by piece and why each part is important. Yeah, um, there's a few different elements to a CrossFit class. Um, the real nitty gritty that we wanted to get down to was the 16 minutes that makes up a class. Now, one of the really cool things about CrossFit is there's time outside of that where you can get kind of, you know, chat with your buddies, get involved in the community, you know, do those extra stuff. But during the actual class of the, you know, where we practice the methodology of getting, you know, fitter, we uh, we look for a few different components. First is the the athlete briefing. Uh, after you are in an athlete briefing, you're going to go into a general warm up. The general warm up is followed up by a specific warm up. Then from there, you led into the workout of the day. Um, and then after the workout of the day, there's a cool down. And that's really the breakdown of how a class will run. There could be a few varied parts within there or multiple parts to certain segments um, on different days or maybe there's two workouts in there. Um, but everyone is going to kind of have that layer of uh, a progression to them. And, and it's all part of that 60 minute approach that we take on on our classes. Right. So if if we start right, right at the top, uh, we have the athlete briefing and one of the main things we're trying to get out of the athlete briefing is to to obviously let you know what the what the workout is, but also what the stimulus is. And we've talked about this in podcasts in the past about trying to get that accurate stimulus. You know, where we have a time frame we're trying to hit, we have a you know a perceived effort we're trying to hit, and it's really important that we all are there to see that. So it's really important that we show up in class on time, and we're there to to hear all that briefing, right? Yeah, the athlete briefing is is kind of that part that people sometimes take for granted, but this is really the time to start understanding the workout and understanding what your body's supposed to be doing and feeling during that workout. Um, one of the biggest uh, components of CrossFit is that uh, this program is infinitely scalable. So what does that mean? Well, when we're talking about our workouts, we need to know exactly what we're trying to get every athlete to feel because just because it's something's real on the board doesn't mean that's what you're doing. Um, so this is where you and your coach are kind of discussing what is expected of an athlete today. This is when you ask questions about that. This is when you start to figure out, okay, I'm gonna, as I move through my warm up, I'm gonna kind of feel where I might be at, but this is gonna give you a base of, all right, let's start figuring out the best way to attack all of this. Right, and I, and I think it's important too, like if you're, if you're a more seasoned athlete, you've been around for a while, you you might feel like you don't need to pay attention too much in, in in the in the workout brief, but there might be someone in class that this is like their first time doing a workout like this with a certain stimulus, and they're paying really close attention to what every word that coach is saying, and they're trying to remember what an AMRAP means. They're trying to remember what a snatch is. So I think it's really important that 
we show up on time and also we just, we pay attention. We don't talk over the coach because you might not need to hear every single little bit that we're saying in that brief, but there might be the athlete next to you is trying to listen perfectly because they're so stressed out because it's like the second class they've ever gone to. I would contradict you in a way there because I would say that everybody needs to listen because it's often those seasoned athletes that will be, oh, 10 seconds to go. Wait, how long is this supposed to take me? It's like, oh, you know, if you had listened maybe 20 minutes ago, you would have known this. Uh, Those frustrating things of of being a coach, and that is one of them. Um, And I find it's like uh, the same problems I have when I go home and I tell my four-year-old daughter to do something. Mm -hmm. And she'll, you know, the questions that, you know, have already been addressed, she has. But she's four, so she has an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah, I think the main thing we're trying to get out of the, the workout brief is to make sure you're paying attention. You know, when the coach says, Hey, you know, bring it on in or eyes on me, like let's make sure we pay attention and we're, and we're, and we're focusing on, uh, understanding what we're trying to get out of the class and making sure that everyone in the, in the class has an opportunity to, to understand that to the fullest, uh, regardless of uh, skill level or, or, or time in the gym. Hmm. The it's next, just, it's just such a great opportunity for you to get mentally prepared to attack your day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's five minutes to really get everybody on the same page. And, um, and like, as if you're trying to get the most of every workout, it's a vital part. Exactly. Yeah. And so next, I think this is the one I think, um, uh, might be the spiciest is the, is the warm up. And I, I think, uh, we get this a lot, this phrase. And I think this, this is the kind of phrase that makes me wake up at two in the morning, like out of a dead sleep, like, Ugh, you know, like <laughs> is, um, I don't want to tire myself out for the workout. So I'm not going to do your warm up fully. That is like one of those things that every coach laughs about, you know, when we're talking amongst ourselves, like what are the things that we hear that really just kind of grinds our gears? And that one is huge. So Nick, walk me through, like break that whole phrase down and why it's super uh, coming from a bad place. There's so many elements of that. And we'll talk. The first, again, is my sarcastic uh, answer to it is, if you're worried that the warm up is going to fatigue you too much the workout, you aren't fit enough to worry about the freaking workout yet. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those where like that's kind of my hey, I'm going to be a dick and tell you that. But me as a coach and to, to educate people a little bit, you need to get your your heart rate up and your blood pumping and you need to be breathing hard after the general warm up. You need to elevate your heart rate to a not quite max heart rate, but something where you've gotten that thing spiked up. So that way, when it comes back down after the general warm up, your heart rate has already experienced that spike. So you don't go three, two, one, go in your workout and you can't control your heart rate. If you start off a workout and you've done a warm up properly, you've already gotten your heart rate so as used to getting elevated, it will stabilize much quicker in a workout. So there's a reason why we're like, hey, you need to go through this. That is more from a hey heart rate standpoint, but beyond that, we need to make sure that our muscles and everything else is is working right. We need to make sure that we feel loose. We want to make sure that there's any aches and pains that need to be addressed, and that's what this time is for. You continuing that conversation with your coach of like, you know, my shoulder's a little banged up from something we did on Monday. Well, maybe your coach is now going to tell you, well, let's maybe drop the volume a little bit. Maybe we're going to drop the loading a little bit. Maybe we're going to stay away from that. And that's why you need to work through a warm up, so you can see kind of where your body is currently at. 
Right. Yeah. And I, I always like to, to go with, especially like this time of year with like sports. If you, if you go to a game, if you go to a Patriots game, those guys are out there four hours, maybe even more before warming up. They're sweating. They're doing drills. They're throwing the ball. They're running around. Like they're out there for a long time. And, or even like the example of how do you warm up for a marathon? A lot of the, the top runners run a mile before they run a marathon, right? It's like it. They, peop, top performers that are actually getting paid to perform don't do nothing up to that moment. It's like an MMA fighter just sits there in the locker room for a couple hours and then just walks out and goes into a fight. It's like, no, they're, they're, doing, they're doing probably similar to our workouts prior to actually doing their event. So uh, our warmups, they, they can be long and they, and they can be somewhat challenging, but they're definitely not as hard as a, as a pregame warmup for an athlete. So we don't need to really be worrying about the nitty gritty. And I think also too, we should really dive into uh, the mentality that we're having with our training when every day is a competition. I think that's a whole nother podcast, but I do think we should touch on that real quick about maybe picking your spots. You and I have talked about this a lot recently where every day you shouldn't come and treat every single class like it's a competition, right? Pick one a week that you're gonna go for it. The other days we're training. This isn't the open. We're not in a competition. We're trying to train and get better. So I think it's a cool mindset. It's like, yeah, every day is a competition. Every day I'm grinding, but your body can't sustain that very long. And it's gonna be tough on your body and tough on you mentally when every day you're just trying to min max every little bit of energy for every single workout. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and the um, uh, the other important thing to remember is, is you know, when we talk about sometimes we're going to be doing a, a workout that may be demanding only five minutes of your time, or maybe you're only doing a lift that over the course of the class, you're only getting in 20 repetitions of a really heavy lift. So it's not a lot of volume there, or there's not really a lot of, you know, again, there, again there's not a lot of volume there. So if you start looking at only the workout of the day being the place where the value is, it's like, no, this is still a workout. And most people would consider this their, for their workout. If you do a warm up properly, um, you're going to get a lot of benefit to it that, yeah, we don't track that part, but you're getting fitter by doing the warm, the warm up. Right. And, and go back to what you talked about at the beginning. We should all be striving, every single one of us, regardless if your RX workouts or not, or if you're trying to do the open or not, like you should all strive to, be fit enough where warmups don't bother you. Where it's like, I can still perform in my workout to what I'm looking for and what I'm here for, uh, regardless of what the warmup is. And I think this dives into uh, another broad topic. As a coach, our main job here is to give you guys a 60 minute experience. And it's really important that everyone participates because like we talked about in the brief, where if you're not if you are not paying attention and you're talking to your buddy because you've been here for three years and you don't feel like you need to listen, if it's the same thing in the warm up, what's happening is this person that maybe is their first day or it's their first week, they're looking up to you. You might not think about it, but new members look up to people that have been here for a while. You know, like look how comfortable they look. Look at their snatch. Look at their toes to bar, and they're seeing you not do the warm up or cut the warm up short. You're kind of sending a bad example, and it's hurting our ability to run a proper class. Mm. Because if we have members kind of off in the corner laughing, and like we want to have a good time, but if things start to get unruly, it's really hard, as, especially when there's only one coach on, there's 20, 25 of you in here. It's really hard to keep everything on track and get you guys a full 60 minute experience when uh, half of, you know, half the class is not participating in the warm up. So, yeah, I think that's something that's easy to get lost with somebody because everybody's usually just thinking about the workout for themselves and not understanding that it is a class and, and it is a community and it's there's it's a group experience so your your actions and how you are 
treating a workout, it does impact, you know, the rest of the athletes within that class. Um, and it can get overlooked, but you know, something to be mindful of for sure. Yeah. So we, I think that covers both uh, general and specific warmups. Honestly, I think the problem is, is a lot more with general warmups. I think once we get the barbells out or, or once we get into the skill work, I, I, I don't feel like uh, we have much of a problem with that. But then let's start talking about uh, the workout its, itself. And well, I would, I would, I want to, I would circle back real quick because there is I, my distinction between what I look at the specific warmup being like, I see the general warmup being this point in time where you're just getting your heart rate up. That's yeah. that's to get your body feeling good. Specific war, war, warm up where you're getting into the nitty gritty of those higher skill movements is like, this is practice time. This is time to get better at, at these higher skill things. Yeah. This is the time to maybe push beyond what you're actually gonna do in the workout yeah. to learn how to like, hey, today is muscle up day. I'm not gonna be able to get my 30 muscle ups in today's workout, but hey, if I progress through these and I'm feeling good, maybe I'm gonna get my first muscle up today. Yeah. Or maybe the same same thing of like, hey, maybe today's the day I get my first strict pull up. And it's a good it's a good opportunity when you're going through progressions and focusing on movement to, to advance yourself uh, beyond where you're currently at, really hammering in the skill of every movement. Not that you aren't focusing on this during the workout, but the workout, the intensity level that we're trying to demand out of you in, in certain goals of workouts and stimuluses might not lead uh, for you to push the boundary too far, whereas you can in the specific or the specific warm up with. I just need to try one rep of this, or I'm going to try something a little different here. Of um, you know, and and that varies depending on the movement. I I speak to the gymnastics element because oftentimes we build our way up through progressions. Whereas like, you know, when we're warming up for a a, a metcon with a barbell, we're not going to be going in uh, going and hitting one rep max on our clean. But maybe it's the first time you learn how to cycle really well. Yeah. So it's a uh, little elements to layer in that way. So using 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 that specific warm up um, as an opportunity again to just hone in practice become better at movement um, and just you know elevate your experience that way yeah it's it's kind of like what we talk about with uh, mechanics consistency and then and only then intensity it's really hard sometimes to to practice during workouts with high intensity right that's why we scale down so we can do movements safely with good mechanics consistently for a 12 minute am wrap trying to get a really good workout but if we give you the opportunity in a specific warm-up if it's kind of designed in the class to like hey we're practicing our thrusters before we do a thruster workout go a little bit heavier and practice your mechanics it's a great opportunity it's a golden opportunity like you said to do things that you might not normally do you know if you're kind of stuck in that what we talk about like the ring row hell and we got a podcast coming up about that too that that's when you break other things out and try something new in that in that specific warm-up so I think yeah I think that was a good point to kind of bring us back on that so now we have the you know and kind of the way that classes have been recently we usually have a, a workout of the day and then we have a skill work and sometimes it's before class I mean sorry before the workout and sometimes it's after the workout um and I feel like uh, when when something is pre-workout, we uh, the participation is good. We still kind of have that little bit of like, you know, I'm kind of saving myself for the workout, but it's not too bad. But we have noticed quite a bit of uh, uh, some uh, some individuals uh, leaving right after the workout because the meat and potatoes is done. Uh, and even though we have skill work left over, uh, we have people leaving class. So tell me a little bit about, um, we talked about why specific warmups are important, but Talk a little bit about uh, why things like skill work is so important to someone's fitness and in and, and, and class atmosphere. Yeah. Um, 
I think I think you'll often find it's that that sexiness of a Metcon. People just that's that's what they think the workout is, and not to devalue a Metcon, but uh, athletes will, especially most athletes that come into a CrossFit gym, are going to be able to get a lot of gains out of focusing hard on skill work. Um, isolating specific muscle groups, focusing in on on higher skilled movements and or accessory style movements that are gonna set them up to gain strength and focus in on areas that may be lost as that intensity is added in, in a time, four time workout. So really, again, this is just like very similar to like the specific warm up where it's an opportunity to work on your skills. This is something that's gonna help elevate your CrossFit experience through through whatever that specific uh, um, workout might be for skill work, accessory work. Um, so the tra- again, the transfer over to, to making you better at that sexy Metcon is gonna be very high. You're gonna get a lot of return on putting in the time of, you know, yeah, I don't want to do this LSAT right now and I don't want to do four rounds of it, but you know what? If I learn how to get better at this LSAT when I do my sit-ups in Annie, you know, and I'm doing 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, oh, those sit-ups are going to be really easy if I can hold a damn LSAT because I've been working on it. Right, for sure. And I think I'm going to break out the sports analogy again because it, it, it really it really shows off uh, this point that you're making is uh, as we both played hockey or, or you think about a soccer practice did you, when you practice in soccer and like, let's say in high school, did you guys just scrimmage? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Did you, is that, that all it, you it did? Really is exactly the analogy to go for It's, it's, if you, um, you, you don't, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's such a little element of what you do. Um, you, there's, and it, you know, everybody has their own philosophy on it, but you know, practicing drills and skills is a huge part of it. Right. So like you, instead of just scrimmaging every single day and just playing soccer, you break down, all right, we're going to practice passing. We're going to practice. I, I actually don't know anything about soccer. By the way. So <laughs> I'm going to go back to hockey. So we're okay. So how do you get into the offensive zone? How do you leave the offensive zone? Like what happens when someone's on a breakaway? Like there's all these little bits and components. And that's exactly what CrossFit is, is a bunch of these components that we put together in couplets, triplets and trip and uh, chippers and workouts. But it's really hard to get better at those things. Like I said at the beginning with the intensity. It's hard to get better at CrossFit by only doing Metcons. And there's so many little things like, yeah, you might not want to foam roll after the workout, even though it's, there's plenty of time in class to do it. But if you want a better front squat, Imagine if your front rack position was better. You're That's skipping a heavy segment right now, yeah. but we'll. we'll. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> true, very true point, but yeah. we haven't gone there yet. Yeah, so I don't know. Is there anything left with the uh, the skill work and the workout section that you wanted to tap in on before the, we get to our cool down? I think, I think you broke it in. We really explained the skill work and the accessory work really well, and that is part of the workout. Um, but we do need to talk, I think talking about the sexy part of the, mat, like the, the, the meat, like when you look at the workouts for the day, you can always tell, Hey, this is the workout. Like this is the one everybody's the crescendo. And what that means is a few different things. Now you brought up a great point in the beginning of like, sometimes throughout your week, you need to pick your workouts of like, this is the workout. I'm going to send it on. I'm going ham, all right? Three, two, one, let's go. I'm going to destroy everybody in class. You can't do that every day. That's not sustainable. That's not good for your overall fitness. So sometimes you need to come in and during that athlete brief, 
again, it ties all together. Yep. Uh, you determine, okay, this is a great day for me to work on moving a heavy barbell in a Metcon. And I may finish towards the end of the stimulus of that day. I'm gonna be at the back of the pack on the leaderboard, but you know what? I got better at moving a heavy barbell in a Metcon. Right. So you need to kind of pick a, like, what is my focus today? What do I wanna get better at today? And having those come up rather than just, let's go on every single workout. Um, intensity is king. You know, that's something they preach in CrossFit, but consistency and sustainability is right there with it. So if you are always going full send, you're not going to be able to hit those other two. So it's finding the balance. Yeah. And I, I had a conversation with an athlete this week about this specific topic. And I think something uh, that came up was instead of, of letting your body tell you when to slow down, you tell your body when to slow down. What I mean by that is this. So let's say Monday you come in and you send it every single day. Well, Monday is deadlifts this week and it's sets of eight for five, right? That's going to destroy you if you send it. But if it's, if that's your day, great. But you, maybe you knew that Tuesday and Wednesday, you're going to take it back. But let's say you didn't and you come back on Tuesday and now you're trying to send it again, but your back, your hamstrings and your glutes are destroyed from Monday, but you keep going and you keep sending it. Now Tuesday's over and now you're even more destroyed. And now Wednesday comes and your body's like, dude, I got nothing left. And now you're, you're limping through a Wednesday workout and you're, and you're getting discouraged. It's like, oh man, I did, I didn't feel like I did very good today. It's like, well, you're letting your body to tell you when to slow down. So I think it's good to be like, hey, I'm going to look at this week because you can see all our workouts ahead of time and pick your spots and, and know like, what am I trying to get out of today? You know, what, it, what it, each, each day you should come in and have an idea of like, what am I getting better at today? Not just, hey, I'm just trying to get through this thing as fast as possible. No, I agree. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So. Uh, and then finally, uh, we have the last few minutes of class uh, in the cool down. And I, and I know as a coaching staff, we've been trying to do a better job and make sure our classes are structured in a way and flow in a way that we allow you to have time not only to put your stuff away, but to actually cool down before you go. We know you guys are busy and you guys are trying to get out of here uh, to go to work or to go home. You know, you got, everyone's got busy lives. But um, talk to me a little bit about uh, what the cool down does for our training and why it might be a little undervalued. So I think I think diving into the cool down uh, is like, I'll go into it in a second from a, Hey, how it's going to help you standpoint. But this is the element I think, especially at both at both facilities, Augusta and Portland, you often find either this is crammed in, we can't quite get it. And this comes down to the whole element that you you've been layering in throughout it is, is how the athlete is or under their understanding of each of these segments and making sure they're prepared for them and making sure you're asking the right questions and making sure that you're taking it seriously because every single little distraction or interruption um, adds into, oh, there was 30 seconds lost. Oh, there was another minute lost because you're waiting for an athlete or you're answering an athlete's question to a question that was already answered or you have an athlete that, you know, didn't do the warm up and decide that, you know, they were going to go get water and then take a bathroom break. And then, oh, wait, the coach programmed a bathroom break in after that. So then they're like, so it's like they're, they're screwing up the flow of class. And this is oftentimes what gets uh, kind of trimmed a little bit because it's the last thing. It's hard to get to if, if, if your flow didn't go quite right. And that's on both the coaches, and, but also the athletes to make sure, because again, we are trying to provide a, a group experience. This is for everybody to get it. So if we time that up right, we're going to be able to get that really good warm up in. Now, 
giving you the whole like, hey, this is why you need to be a good athlete. The reason why we do this uh, from a fitness standpoint is this is where the recovery process starts. I need to stretch. I need to foam roll. I need to start hydrating. I need to think about, again, how I'm going to attack the rest of the week because I want to be able to add in that intensity when I find it appropriate. And if I do this correctly and I manage and make sure things are moving correctly and make sure things are recovered correctly, I'm going to be able to go hard when I'm demanding it out of my body. Right. And I think every bit every minute of that class is designed for a reason, right? Like we don't make you do things cause we, cause we think it's funny. <laughs> right. Like well, I know, like I, yeah, no, yeah, no, there's yeah. times. That, yeah. But no, no I know take, you. Just make sure you look for next classes. <laughs> <that point. laughs> no, but like, I think it's like, uh, when we work out, first of all, we work out in class, we do exactly what is told of us. But even when we uh, work out in off hours, like let's say I can't make it to a class cause I coach, you know, all, all afternoon. Um, I still do the exact warm up that we do. I watched you work out today. You did your warm up took longer than your workout did. Like that and that's how it should be, right? And 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 especially as we get older and as athletes, you know, even their training ages get older, like it's that warm up and the cool down are so important and just that whole experience is is there for a reason and we're trying to give you that premium experience, that premium 60 minute experience. So, I think it's really important that we're here from the start to to all the way into the end. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, I guess the last thing I think we could, uh, not the last thing, but one of the last things we can talk about here is uh, putting equipment away and trying to keep the the gym clean. We've been really trying, um, you know, as we finish up the year, really making a push to keep this place really, really clean and and safe for everybody. So little things like when you put your bar away, make sure if there's a lot of excess chalk, you know, uh, using the brush, getting all that stuff off. But is there anything else you kind of wanted to talk to the athletes about in terms of like cleanliness and trying to keep the gym space clean for everybody, not just uh, your class, but the next one that comes after? I think it's just one of those understanding, again, this is a group experience and how do I, you know, how do I maximize my, my fitness journey? But also while keeping in mind that some of the things that I do impact the, the people that are following me. So I'm glad you went really hard in your Metcon and crushed it and you have a sweat pedal and you know, it's like, and, and you, you, you got a great workout in but clean that shit up because the next class doesn't want to have to be rolling around in your sweat puddle. You know, so it's a, it's just a respect thing. Um, it's also to, to tie it into, hey, this is a 60 minute class experience of like, that's also something the coach layers in of like telling you when to grab your equipment, when to put your equipment back and not just doing it. It's one of those where like, listen to what your coach is instructing you on because all part of that flow of 60 minutes. Right. And, and, and to tie it in so the lesson plan goes appropriately do it when you're told, not just because like you saw that there was rowing in the workout that day. So you went and grabbed a rower. Well, the rowers probably weren't out because we wanted to do something for the class beforehand. That would have been where you put your rower. Um, it's, it's understanding that element of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, without kind of going too much into the nitty gritty, it's just, it's just listen to your coach and, and, and help, help provide a great experience to the whole community. Yeah. And one of the last little takeaways I think I, I, I want to send us off with, and I'll let you do the same is I think it's really important when you take a class, especially for those uh, that have been here a while, just to remember what it's like to be a new person. And 
And I know we have our friends and we have our groups and we get, you know, hey, I come every day at 5.30 p.m. I got my people I talk about. But every once in a while, just take a look around the room and see who's standing by themselves. And just remember what that felt like. Not everyone comes in with a a friend group and not everyone's been here for multiple years and has a friend group that they expect to be there. And just make sure you say hi to somebody. You can make a huge impact. You have no idea how much of an impact you can make by just walking over and be like, hey, my name's Zach. What's your name? Are you new here? Oh, like, I'm so glad that you're taking my class. This class is awesome. Let me introduce you to my friends. I think that's super important just to have perspective and remember that, you know, that every day there's probably someone that's fairly new in your class and, and how much it can mean to them that, a, a, you know, a member like you that's been around for a long time that's doing things they can't do yet uh, says hi to them and it just it just notices them. And I think that's really important. So you can really help the coaches out. And if you really like this community, that could be a huge impact, not only for for them, but for us as a as a staff, like, you know, we're trying to give everyone a good experience and that can be one thing that you can help us on. Is there anything else? you kind of wanted to, if you want to kind of go off that or if you have anything no, else. No, I agree with exactly what you said because it is one of the, it's such one of those cool elements that when you see it done organically, it works really good. And, and, and I can see sometimes where people forget to do that kind of stuff because they're so excited to talk to their other friends that are here and your people, a lot of times the people that are in your CrossFit class are some of your best friends. But remember there was a point in time when you came into this class and you didn't know them yet. And it's kind of like, you're just further on your journey. So you're not thinking about that. But like the reason a lot of times some people love this place or their community and their CrossFit is because of those friends that they made. And, um, that person that's walking through the door is just at a different spot in that journey. And it's like, why not, you know, show them why this is a cool thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And make and them drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of put it out of a challenge. So if you're still listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you this far in. But second, I, I challenge you, if you're listening next class, you take the next time you have an opportunity to partner up with someone coaches, Hey, partner up with someone, find someone you don't know. I think that that can make a huge difference. Like I still remember when I first started the first time someone came up to me and talked to me and they're like, Hey, I, I don't know who you are. Like I still remember them and it makes a huge difference. And, uh, so I challenge you guys to next time you take a class and there's a partner, not even just, a, just in the warm up. If there's a partner, Hey, grab a row or grab a partner, find someone new. Uh, and that can make a huge difference going forward. But, uh, Nick, is there anything else you want to cover in this podcast before we wrap things up? No, I think this is great. I think it's a fun little conversation to have and, and it's just, you know, dives into some of the stuff that maybe not all athletes think about or why it's like where does again the whole point of this podcast is how do we add value for our members and how can we make it so that our members get the most out of their CrossFit experience and this is just one of those topics we thought that would be beneficial and it's like this again takes takes the um takes the tribe to um kind of pull off so yeah well, awesome. I, I, I know you share this, that how, how excited I am that we're back with the podcast. The podcast is back. It's back in person. It's really good to see you instead of a Zoom call that's kind of glitchy and going in and out. This is really good. So be looking out for more podcasts. We're going to try to pump them out as much as we possibly can. And if you have anything you want us to talk about, send us an email or just tell us at the gym, hey, I want you to talk about this. That re- We'd really appreciate that. We want to know that you're listening and, and what you want to hear. So we look forward to providing more of these for you. And thank you so much. And we'll see you at the gym. Take it easy. See you guys.